guys welcome back to floral couch conversations i'm emily and i'm melissa and it's a book club week woo, woo. am i a good singer you're a beautiful singer was that like singing or like talk singing it was talk singing but i kind of feel like it was like a tease like it left us wanting more okay i'm glad you feel that way because this is gonna be a great episode i am actually kind of excited i don't know I mean, I'm always excited to a talk to you and b record for our listeners. But I don't know. I'm I'm feeling it. It's going to be a good episode. Okay, I will follow your lead <laughs> and do my best to live okay. up to what you have set out for me to do. I have faith, and that is talk about this book. <laughs> but uh, first, yeah, what's going on? How's your time? How's your life? Um, life is good. Same old, same old. I did. It was gorgeous outside. So we did get outside a little bit and I got sunburnt, which I was not expecting. (laughs) So recovering from that. (laughs) I did too. I got sunburned twice, I think this weekend and I'm not mad about it. I'm really not. I'm not either. Mm -hmm. It's time for summer. It is. I just, like, feel like this this time of the year is, like, so hard because, like, it's, like, cloudy and rainy and, like, can be really cold, but then the sun comes out and it's, like, drastically different. So I didn't even, like, sunscreen didn't even cross my mind, but now it did. So now I'm stacked up and ready to go. <laughs> good. That's good. I feel like it has been warmer. Okay, let's just fully dive into this weather conversation. I mean... What else are we going to talk about? <laughs> I mean, no, you're not, because it's true. <laughs> um, it's been warmer, at least here in Minnesota. Like, we only probably had, like, two blizzards, two or three, like, actual snows, big snows. Otherwise, they were just, like, little dustings. And it you mean? No, and w- the whole winter. Uh... It was, like... There was only one day where I worked from home because of the snow. That's true. I mean, we got snow a lot more than that, but like blizzard, yeah. like yeah, I can't drive. Yeah. Um, and like the last. Wait, actually, we definitely drove up to Fargo during a huge blizzard. Okay. <laughs> maybe it was just my perception. I don't know. I feel like there was not as much snow, or maybe it just happened earlier on. I would agree and with then that. Tapered yeah. off. Okay. Yeah. Um, because normally in April, so my birthday is in April and I'm used to there being like snow on the ground or still like cold and rainy. And we've had like gorgeous 50 degrees and then like slowly moving into 60 degrees and 70 degrees recently. So happy about that. Yeah. So you'll, your birthday will have passed by the time this episode gets released, but um, I feel like the nice weather, I mean, I assume your plans are limited due to the core life, but... Oh, I'm um, having a huge rager. Okay. Everyone's invited. We are all going to be sweating on each other <laughs> and sharing the same cup, one cup per, for the whole party. Are you going to kick anyone out if they don't cover, if they cover their sneeze? Um, yes. <laughs> I will be monitoring the sneezes. <laughs> Um, no, totally <laughs> kidding, obviously. 
but I do feel like the nice weather, I guess, is like the blessing. Yeah, of... because it usually rains on my birthday. Like historically, it's usually a rainy day. I remember last year it was super gloomy, rainy. I I think I actually like wore rain boots to work. Oh. Um, but but it's supposed to be sunny, so I'm excited. Yeah. Do you do you have any actual plans, dinner or anything for your birthday? Yes, we, I actually, because there's been nothing to do and um, limited things to look forward to, I've had my birthday dinner planned for a long time. Um, We're going to order pizza from this place that I've always wanted to try and they have um, cinnamon, like churro donuts. Yum. And that also really intrigues me so that's what I'm getting for my birthday I love it <laughs> but other than that it should be just a normal day in the queue or the quar quar as you like to what, say I do like to say that but you can say queue I won't judge okay <laughs> should we uh chat about the book yes so the book that we read for April was more than words by Jill Santopolo and I'm a fan. I thought it was good. I haven't really liked the last few books. And I was finally ready for this type of book, which is why I was the one to choose it. Yeah, I was going to say, so you got to pick, we kind of rotate who um, the host is supposed to pick the book. It was virtual. You virtually hosted this time. But, yes. Um, how did you pick this book was it just because you wanted a change of what we've been reading or how did you partially that and um I have read another book by Jill Santopolo and I wanted to see if she had any other books because I liked The Light We Lost which is another book by her so much that was like one of my favorite books I read last year And so I just like Googled to see if she'd written any other ones because I hadn't seen them. And I saw this one and I read the premise and I was like, oh, that sounds good. So that is why I chose it. But highly recommend The Light We Lost. I think I still like that one better than this book. Yeah, I enjoyed this book, but I think um, the like the back cover description was more intriguing than the actual story (laughs) to me. Yeah. Um, but it was still good. Like, I was still, it was still a page turner for me. Right. I would agree with that. And I think we'll probably get into why. But yeah, yeah it was, it was a little anticlimactic. Yeah. Do you want to jump into the questions? Yes. So, Nina and Tim have been best friends from childhood. Do you have a friend you've known your entire life? Has your relationship with him or her changed over time? How do you think this background affects a romantic relationship? Do you have, like, a family friend or someone that you've known your whole life? Um, I feel like from, like, my mental history, yeah, I, like, I had people that I still, like, talk to, maybe not as regularly, that mm-hmm. I, like, went to preschool with like and have known since then um but there was never any (laughs) notion of romantic connection there so right uh, you kind of like grow up and grow apart and then there's like no possibility right or it's just um I feel like I don't know like I just like 
once they're your like friend yeah it just Mm -hmm. like you never even like it never crosses your mind sometimes yeah yeah do you have um so my there's like two people that come to mind like my dad had a really good friend who had a son who was a year younger than me and then my mom's best friend has a son who's a year younger than me and we like grew up with them like playing all the time and I feel like there was always like this joke that like I would like end up with one of them and I don't know like it probably was only made one time but I just like thought about it um but that was like I don't know I was always like ew and (laughs) And it obviously never happened. Um, like, one of them I would still consider, like, a good close friend. Um, not, like, super close. I don't, like, talk to him all the time. But um, I definitely would consider him a friend. And, like, yeah, the thought never crossed my mind ever. Yeah. Or, like, if it did, it was very brief and, like, it's crazy to think about now. <laughs> yeah. So... I think it's a, a unique situation that they like grew up together and they're and we're still super close. But I think it was just the fact that like they were always around each other and they had to go to those brunches every weekend. So they like continually saw each other and kept in touch instead of like living their separate lives. Right. I think that's a good point too. Cause like even the people I'm thinking of and like the people you described, I guess, like I would assume, like, I don't know that those were like my, they were good friends, but they weren't my best friends. They're not like the people I still like talk to mm-hmm. at least kind of thing. So it's not like um, they were always there for everything kind of thing. So I feel like that would become very comfortable if um, that was, that person was in your life, like yeah. to that involved mm-hmm. that much. I think it almost like you can get that mixed up like where you're with someone and it's just like so comfortable but it's really more like a friendship than a romantic relationship right it's almost convenient versus like fulfilling Mm -hmm. of what you need in a romantic relationship um and yeah I think it is confusing when you're in this situation yeah so that's that that's that on that Um. <laughs> so glad we have our talk show host Finna with us today. Um, that's from the Morning Toast. Is that what it's from? Yeah. I figured I was waiting for you to tell me actually because yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> um. Okay. Next question: Is Nina's father Joseph Gregory a good father? Why or why not? How does he shape Nina? I don't think he's a bad father. Right. I would agree. I think he did the best he could. Like as best as he knew how um I yeah I wouldn't say he's bad I wouldn't say he was like great because he didn't he spent a lot of time with her and they were close but I don't think he ever like took into consideration what Nina really wanted out of life he kind of just expected her to follow in his footsteps Right. So for some background, like the story kind of focuses around if you didn't read um, the story kind of focuses around um, Nina, who her dad is like ill and um, she's dating her best friend and her and after her dad passes, she finds out all of his like dirty secrets, I guess. (laughs) 
Um, but yeah, she's like super well off and her life was kind of planned out for her. Like she's going to take over the company. She's going to marry my best friend's son that they grew up together. Like it's just going to be this perfect planned out life, which um, isn't necessarily what she wants. Right. She kind of gets to escape for a while and live her career while um, and do like her political career like she wanted to for a while while her father's still alive and running the business. But as he's sick and is like dying, she needs to take it over. And she Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily ready for that. Right. Um, Should I do the next question? Sure. I mean, I think to summarize, though, like, or a final thought on that mm-hmm. last question, just, I, I mean, I think he took care of her and, like, provided for her and, like, loved her. It was just the whole, like, planning on her future, I think, was his other, like, his main flaw. But right. Yep. Otherwise, I think he'd be a good, he was a good dad. Agree. Okay, next question. How is marriage portrayed in the novel? What did you think of Nina's perception of her parents' marriage? How does her perception change after her father's death? Well, so she finds out she kind of has this like childish like idea of like this perfect picture perfect marriage between her parents. Um, And then afterwards she finds out that her father actually had an affair and her mom had passed away. So that's just that that childhood memory is what she kind of held in her head. And then when she found out about the affair, she kind of everything kind of exploded but I don't know I I think as far as how marriage was portrayed the only like main married couples that you saw were Tim's parents so the guy that um, Nina and Tim are like dating for most of the book and Tim's parents are best friends with Nina's parents And so you saw Nina's parents' marriage and Tim's parents' marriage, and they were both kind of, like, perceived by the public eye to be, like, these perfect couples. Mm -hmm. And then you, like, really find out, no, that's not the case. Nina's dad was having an affair. Um, Tim's dad was holding this secret from his wife, and it was, like, actually messy on the inside. Right. There was, like, no honesty in the relationship. Mm -hmm. She, yeah, so Nina's perception does change after her father dies, and she kind of learns more about what happened and, like, the secrets that he kept, and um, I wouldn't necessarily, I, I guess I don't really know if that, like, changes her perception of him, but she definitely realizes that there was, like, secrets involved in these marriages she thought that, that were perfect. And they were not. Right. And if anything, I do think it, like, made her kind of pick up on some of the things that Tim did for, like, image. Like, keeping Mm -hmm. status quo and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And she realized she didn't want that. So. Mm -hmm. Good point. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Okay. Why does Nina agree to marry Tim? How does she feel about her decision? What do you think she... Why do you think she agrees despite her doubts? I feel like it's kind of fear-based. Like, that's all she knows. Her dad already gave a blessing before he passed away. Um, Like, it just feels like the next step, even though it's maybe not the right relationship. What do you think? 
I would agree, but I also think it kind of happened at a weird time, like mm-hmm. right after her father died, and like we're engaged. I just think you probably shouldn't be making any major decisions when you're like going through something like so major and like grief stricknning like that. Um, and so I remember thinking, like, wow, that's really soon. I would not be doing that. Yeah, it almost felt like um he was taking advantage of the situation like okay she'll agree like I know she'll agree to marry me now like she can't say no because of this like it just because of what just happened well and he was like more than that he was taking advantage because he thought she would just like now that she was owner like make him the CEO of her company Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't think his intentions were entirely pure and um I was just thinking have you seen speed no. It's, like, a really old movie with Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. And, like, the whole, like, there, there's, like, a line. I don't remember exactly what it is. But it's basically, like, relationships based on traumatic events never last. But then they get together anyway, even though the relationship is based on a traumatic event. Um, that's what I was thinking of when you were describing it. <laughs> it Well, it's almost like excitation transfer, which is, like... Um, you go through something traumatic or like something super exciting with someone and then you like attribute it to the relationship like that's what they say about the bachelor and like the bachelorette they go on these crazy dates and then where they're like skydiving and then they're like all like exhilarated by like the activity they just did and they're like oh my god I'm in love with this person when it's like no you just like jumped off a building so (laughs) your hormones are out of whack (laughs) I've never heard that term before, though. I like that. Um, it's it's a psychology thing. Drop in some knowledge on me. I am <laughs> straight out of my uh, psychology of marriage and family class. I love it. Actually, that might be like a psych one one term. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I won't. I won't uh, cite your sources. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> um, next question. After Joseph's death, Nina feels like she'd walked into a movie about herself where the main character was left rudderless. Have you ever lost someone you loved? Did you relate to Nina's experience? Why or why not? Emily, go first. I mean, you could you could attribute like this quote, I feel like, to a lot of like different things, like just traumatic things that happen in your life, like losing someone or going through a breakup like um it's just kind of like ripping something out of your life and like if there's someone who you like talk to every day or um you're really close to and then now suddenly you like can't talk to them anymore it's just that feeling of like I don't know what to do rudderless I guess would be like directionless because like a rudder on a boat like steer, yeah. steers you is that am I re- I was hoping you would define it for me okay well <laughs> I don't know if I'm interpreting seems, that correctly but that's, it seems legit that's what I assume <laughs> um what do you think about that no I think you're exactly right like I don't even think it has to be death but like I've had um well like I have experienced death in like a family members and stuff mm-hmm. and 
Um, or even just like bad like health news or different things. Like for a while, it seemed you have to like kind of take a step back and be like, what am I even doing with my life? Like, because it kind of puts things into perspective mm-hmm. of like what really matters. And I feel like there's always like whenever you get like big news or um, something big happens, like I feel like there's always it takes a few days or more or less, depending on who you are, um, to process that kind of information and to kind of like re-put things into perspective and know how you want to, what direction you do want to go. The movie about yourself is interesting because if it is something that's like extreme where you're like, I can't believe this is happening to me. Like this feels like it's a movie. Like this feels like it's something that would I would be watching a movie about, not something that should be happening to me. I guess that's how I interpret it. Yeah, which I feel like with trauma, I feel like we probably do that a lot. Mm-hmm. With, um, I guess not. I don't even know if trauma is the right word, but just like any major event, yeah. death, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it does. Like now, it it takes a while to feel real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question. Were you surprised by Joseph's secret? Why or why not? How does this revelation affect Nina? I don't know. I don't think I was surprised. I feel like I knew something was up. Like he had some sort of secret. Um, this this says secret, but he he had a few secrets. Like he he had had an affair and he was like embezzling money. Right. <laughs> um. So I knew something was up. I guess I didn't know that he was both having an affair and fudging the numbers on his whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> as far as how like it affected Nina, I think it made her kind of realize that she needed to take matters into her own hands and like she w- she had the ability to handle the situation and she was like, "Okay, I thought my dad had this all under control, but really he didn't. And now, like, it's my turn to step in and fix it. And I'm going to do it my way. Right. And um, I would agree with everything you just said. And I feel like I I predicted the – I feel like they hinted more at the embezzlement because they kept bringing up, like, how, oh, we should talk about those financials. And then it just, like, never happened. Um, but I didn't – I don't think I saw the um, cheating coming, but also I feel like I wasn't, like, that surprising either. Like, it wasn't, like, I don't feel like it was as, it maybe helped her look back at, like, her own relationship, but I don't feel like it was, like, as huge of a pill for her to swallow, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but I totally agree with you on, um, I feel like she when she took over the company, she's like, this is who I want to be. And she took steps to like, make it right. Mm-hmm. Okay. On page 51, Raphael tells Nina, he thinks of people like poems that someone can be a haiku or a villanelle or a synquin sonnet. What does he mean? What type of poem do you think you'd be? Um, so Raphael for reference um, while I try to think about what poem I'm going to be, um, is so before she was taking over the company, she was working independently as a um, speechwriter for someone running for mayor, um, Raphael. So she was on his staff. Um, 
and they uh, grew close. <laughs> they grow close and a grow grow close. <laughs> they grow close and eventually fall in love. Um, okay, so I loved this like poem thing because I think that's like so cool and very intellectual and I wish I was like that like I wish that I thought of that (laughs) um but I'm just like not really into poetry that much um and so I don't I don't think I like know enough about poems or like types of poems to categorize myself but I just like really like the notion of it and I thought it was cool (laughs) I agree. I also don't know anything about, like, I didn't, I hadn't even heard of some of them, mm-hmm. the types that they were talking about, but I do think it seems, like, super intellectual, and he also had, like, it wasn't just, like, it wasn't, like, in a pretentious way. It was just, like, mm-hmm. things, which I liked. Yeah. Because I feel like um, it can go sideways quickly. <laughs> I'm not that intellectual. Yeah, I don't know enough <laughs> about poems. I would maybe do some research and try to figure it out but probably you won't i was like i don't care enough, but have fun. <laughs> i will find your poem for you oh please yeah next episode tell me what kind of poem i am i mean it is quarantine that's true what else are we gonna do <laughs> okay Next question. Why do you think Nina and Tim grow apart? Do you think this is a common feeling? Have you ever been surprised by a new direction in your own life? I feel like they grow apart just because they realize that they're different people. Mm -hmm. Like, they were always together because it was, like, comfortable and all they knew. But they, like, were realizing they were different people. Um, Was the second part, have I ever experienced this in my own life? Have you ever been surprised by a new direction in your own life I mean I think there are definitely like people that um fall out of your life like um that you would have expected to be in your life for longer or um things that happen yeah I feel like everyone's kind of experienced those but I feel like looking back there's always like oh that happened for a reason Mm mm-hmm Yeah, I think they grow apart because they're, like, experiencing new, like, they're both kind of in different stages. Mm -hmm. Like, she is in this phase of, okay, coming into her own, like, figuring out what direction she wants to take. And he's kind of stuck in that status quo phase. Right. Um, And I do think it's common. I think... Like, when you have, like, a high school relationship or, like, a college relationship and then you graduate and, like, you were both, like, right for each other, like, in that time period, like, it worked, but then you kind of go your separate ways and it's like, okay, no, we're different people, we want different things, and it's time to take new directions. Right. No, that's a great comparison. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is fun, a fun one. Are you Team Tim or Team Raphael? Team Raphael. Yeah, definitely Team Raphael. I I think that Tim had some redeeming qualities, and um, I don't know what that says about me, but I was Team Tim for a while. Um, but definitely 
came to be Team Raphael in the end. I I don't think Tim was like a bad guy. Mm-hmm. I think I just think that um he wanted things for the wrong reasons maybe and like didn't allow Nina to grow in the way that she was wanting to. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think he ever had like bad intentions. No. I was just thinking that the way she described him because she was like very descriptive about Tim and his appearance and then Raphael and his appearance. Yeah. And I feel like in real life, I would be more attracted to Tim. <laughs> and maybe that's why I was team Tim for a while. Okay. But speaking of looks, I think it's funny because when we were having our book club, I, everyone on the book club was picturing the same actor for Raphael. Right, because he plays Raphael in Jane the Virgin. Yes. <laughs> However, now that you said that, I actually don't remember what the descriptions for Tim are, but is Michael the other guy in Jane the Virgin? Yes. So I was kind of picturing Tim as him just oh, because, really? like, that's where my brain was associating, even though I don't know, I don't remember at all if that fits the description of Tim. Probably not. <laughs> I don't really remember either, but... I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yes. Um, but yes, team, team Raphael, because he eventually makes her happier than she was with Tim. That's all we can want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Why do you think Nina decides to change her entire wardrobe when she goes shopping with Pris? What does Nina's new look mean to her? Why do you think it took her so long to find a style she loves? What do you think your personal style says about you? Have you ever made a surprising fashion decision? Ooh, this one's kind of interesting. I have a good answer for it. Go ahead. Um, well, there's like a million questions in one, but I know. Do you why do you think Nina decides to change her entire wardrobe? I think she just kind of cracks and is like ready to dress how she wants. Um, as far as why it took her so long to find a style she loves. Like, I think she was expected to dress a certain way. Right. Uh, like, blend in. Yeah. And, like, look professional and, like, not stand out and not, like, get her photo taken by, like, the press and then, like, wind up somewhere crazy. Um, and it's not like her, like, wardrobe changed, like, became, like, scandalous or anything. It's like, oh, let's add some colors. Right. <laughs> like- yeah. Um, so I wore uniforms in high school. Oh, yeah. And, like, loved it. Like, had nothing against the uniforms. But I, like, didn't have a lot of, like, regular clothes because of that. And I, and so I didn't really, like, have a personal style. And I basically just wore, like, Uggs and jeans and (laughs) t-shirts when I wasn't (laughs) at school. So then when I went to college and I had to dress myself every day, I also went to school in Chicago where, like, all my friends were, like, super fashionable. And I was like, what is this world? I don't belong here. Um, And it took me, like, years to figure out, like, what my personal style is going to be and, like, what type of clothes I like to wear. And it took, like, a few years into college for me to, like, figure out what I like to wear. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel the same. Like, 
I had uniforms through sixth grade. Well, not uniforms. It was a dress code, but it was like one pair, two pairs of pants and two shirts, like different colors and they were all solid. But, um, and then in high school I didn't, but in high school I also was like, I mean, I picked stuff out, but like I was kind of dependent. I feel like in college I was, I was dependent on my parents to buy me clothes in high school. Mm -hmm. So I never like went too wild, I guess. I feel like in college I had the freedom of like, um, getting to pick out on my own, like, my style and kind of explore a little bit more because it wasn't, like, asking my mom to buy something for me. So I feel like I would agree with that, that college, some point, time in college is really probably pretty late in college. I figured out a sense of style. But then you have to, like, wear business casual and it gets all messed up again. Right. And you're like, ugh. Although I've never had a a job that is like business casual it's always been casual (laughs) um have you ever had to wear a suit for anything no I mean I have like a blazer um and like dress pants but but not like an actual suit gotcha yeah I feel like you can't make suits well some people can make them stylish I hated it we had to wear them in grad school for like visits to like different firms and it was like 90 billion degrees and we were all wearing suits and I just like never felt cute in a suit. <laughs> good story. Um, it is a good story. I cannot relate, but I do, but I feel like every man is probably like, Ugh, I always have to wear a suit even when it's 90 degrees out. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Okay, last question. Nina must choose between the life she's always envisioned and a life that excites her. Why does she make the choice she does? Do you think it's the right choice? Would you have made a different one? I mean, I think she did the right thing. I feel like there's always, like, crossroads that we come to of, like, what is the safe, the safe option versus, like, a riskier option. But ultimately, you'll, get ha- you'll be happier. And I feel like, um, obviously, you have to choose the happiness Like, I think that she made the right decision, and I would have made the same. Yeah, I think, like, it's really sad that her dad passed away. Um, And, like, it's kind of unfortunate that, like, if he was still alive, she would have to fault, like, either go against him or, like, follow whatever he wanted her to do. But because she's kind of free to make her own decisions, she, like you said, chooses her happiness. And, like, that's really all you can do. She was just trying to be the best for herself and for, like, the good of her dad's company. So I, right. I think she did make the right choice. I would agree. But all in all, slightly anticlimactic. But a good, like, page-turning want to know what happens novel exactly like everything works out there's never like a huge oh my gosh I can't wait to see how this turns out Mm -hmm. but um but it was good it was like it was pretty probably like close to real more close to real life than like something that has a lot of like angst and stuff Um, yeah but yeah no good good pick Emily thanks yeah I would (laughs) I would recommend I would recommend it as 
Not highly recommend, but recommend. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like a 6 out of 10 instead of a 10 out of 10. I think that's a good number. Like, yeah. Maybe like a B treat if you've only got a couple options. Right. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, because that was the last question, correct? Correct. So I was looking right before this because I kind of like when we end an episode on like a, like a happy note. Not that that whole discussion wasn't happy, but I was on the Reddit thread for Made Me Smile. And I saw the cutest video of this little girl whose dad is a firefighter. And so he, she like, he like put her into a firefighting costume and had her run like firefighting drills. So she had to like run to the fence and like save a baby doll. And then she had a hose down. They had drawn on their fence with like chalk marks, flames, and she had to hose them all off. Oh my God. Complete the drill. And it was just the cutest thing ever. Cute. <laughs> say what is something that's made you smile recently um, oh um well i i think i've talked about this before but i can't remember um but john krasinski is doing the some good news videos on facebook have you seen those no but i do feel like you've told me about them so he's done one like every week they come out on sunday nights and he like for a whole met like emergency like respiratory team in Boston he like got them all to go on the a field at um now I'm totally blanking on the field the baseball field in Boston <laughs> Fenway Park right? yes yes yep all I could think of was Wrigley Field but that's Chicago <laughs> um you and your cut co- your cut co- such a Cubs fan go Cubs go <laughs> okay anyway um uh, was I talking about? Oh, okay, John Krasinski. <laughs> um, he most recently the video he did on this past Sunday, he had like super fans of different like famous cooking show people, um, like sync up on Zoom with their um. I don't know. There was like people who made recipes that went viral or they made like and then he synced them up with like these famous cooking show people. So he had this girl who was making pierogies and I guess Martha Stewart is like a big pierogi fan. So Uh he like synced her up with Martha Stewart and they made pierogies together over Zoom. And then um, there was like a couple other like Guy Fieri was on um, and they had like these famous cooks recreate recreate the recipe of these different people who are super fans of them and it was so cute it was like a little potluck and then I was like he needs to get Ina Garten on this oh my gosh I would die I would that would be so great now I want to go watch it because I I feel like my uh, food network watching has increased too uh so I feel like that would be fun to see yeah, you should you should watch it. They he's done a lot of really fun things. Like he had the whole cast of Hamilton come on and sing for a girl who was supposed to go see it on Broadway but didn't get Aww. to. And yeah, it's just like a lot of feel good things. Got that's what we need. We need mm-hmm. more. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so our May book is the wrong end of the table. 
a mostly comic memoir of a Muslim Arab American woman just trying to fit in by Azer, Iser, Solomon. Yes, I think it's Azer. Azer. I should know that because I already read it and she talks about how to pronounce her name. Oh, so tell us your thoughts. I really enjoyed it. Like, I'm a huge memoir fan anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think she's funny. And she talks about a lot of things that I, like, can't really relate to, but in, like, a comical way. So it's, I don't know, I thought it was very um, interesting. And I, like, learned a lot about her culture. And, yeah, I was entertained. Nice. I'm I'm excited. I actually just did a project for one of my classes. And... It was, like, kind of about the Muslim, Arab, American culture. So I'm excited to read this. Yeah. You'll have to uh, drop some more knowledge on us during the next book club. <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Floral Couch Conversations. You can find us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, at Floral Couch Conversations. And if you have any questions or want to reach out to us, floralcouchconversations at gmail.com. And if you're liking what you're hearing, please tell everyone you know and leave us five stars. Thanks, everyone. Bye.